0: Remember what we said about recruiting last week? Well, screw that noise. Recruiting is life. The whims of teenage boys validate your being and the actual games do not matter. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by a man who has never heard of Jabari Parker. <laughs> Certainly not Imani Bates. Kevin Grek.
1: That's right. That's right. These people don't exist. They're not real. These are figments of your imagination. All that matters is Xavier Booker now. That's, that's all that matters Ooh. on the planet.
0: Only thing that matters. Um, or if you dub yourself Megatron, uh, which... We got we to gotta get into the audacity of that for a, a little bit. But uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast. If we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in Your Life. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Uh, and, Greg, I don't know if you saw the DMs, but I think we need to clarify for folks. This is not a U of M Deep State podcast. Did you oh, not right. hear Did you not see this?
1: No. Walk me through it. Uh, we did so,
0: okay. you know, we had we had shared on the old Twitter machine that the Athletic was not planning on, you know, uh, renewing uh, coverage, if you will, for Michigan State
1: backfilling for yep. Golden,
0: and uh, and this apparently made its way to the message boards, ah. and on said message boards, someone said, uh, based upon our name alone, didn't even read the tweet and clarified. That they did not read the tweet that this is clearly a U of M podcast, celebra- a U of M a Twitter account celebrating the downfall of Michigan State, uh, to which people responded. Uh, I, my favorite, I think, was um, if, this is, uh, uh, if this is a U of M podcast it or account it is quite the long con.
1: It is the longest con of all time. Uh, I, did a, uh, I did a long con at my old employer um that never paid off and i'll share that story at our next uh tailgate by the way okay uh, if anyone's interested
0: i'm waiting with bated breath on this one yeah all right i gotta
1: i get yeah i could give everyone a reason to show up again this year
0: (laughs) for you to lay horizontally on this
1: This time everyone will be sitting cross-legged on the on the ground around Mm. me as i tell the tale of this long con uh Speaking of long cons, uh, we used to have listener guests. What happened with that?
0: I uh, I think with a uh, a class of 2024 commit, a class of 2023 and basketball commit, um, Alex Plum's heart is just a little too full, and uh, he's just and overwhelmed he's, right now. He's definitely handling it in stride, uh, and we should get or into was that. it.
1: Was it the loss of a Christie? Like, does he oh. not know what he's going to be talking about for the next several years with Cameron Christie going to this is probably for the podcast the most significant commitment of the week is mm-hmm. little Christie going to to Minnesota? Because can you imagine having another Christie on the roster? Like
0: can you imagine a better way to get Plum to start watching AAU ball? than for uh, Christie to commit only for him because his hatred of Max Christie was truly love of Max Christie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was, he was angry. He left, but he was angry that he was present. It was really a, a, a I think, a toxic relationship that Max no, Christie didn't volunteer, that. didn't volunteer to be part of. Um, so yeah, this is this is uh, this is tragic. Uh, we are, we have many a question for uh, listener guest Alex Plum uh, that I will just have to table for
1: next week, maybe. Um. Anyway, speaking of yep. tables, uh, this is a rough transition. Ooh, what yeah. did you just lift off of yours? What are we drinking mm. over there?
0: So, it is the uh, the Bumbu XO. I think I'm saying it correctly. Correctly. Yeah. Bumbu XO right uh, rum. Uh, it is, uh, from listener guest, uh, not listener guest, uh, listener Mike Jones rather. Uh, and I cannot co-sign on this rum enough as a very sippable rum. I've got a nice cube, uh, like a spherical cube in mine, put a little splash of water just to open it up, but, uh, it is creamy. Yeah. Delightful. Yeah. What do you got?
1: I uh, I spied this one on the shelves at my local purveyor here. This one's live and in the wild. Uh, it's aged in bourbon barrels. So I think Mike Jones <laughs> knows that we have a certain type. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I decided to do mine in a mixed drink. I'm having a little, I found this article on NPR about uh, Fago, uh mixed drinks. And one was a rum and cream soda drink. So we're having it that way. But I also tried a little bit neat. And I agree with you. Very, it's, very, it's got very big
0: cream soda flavor. Like that is a strong comp for the whole it, it, burb. I'm sorry, the whole the whole rum.
1: The whole rum. Big fan. Well done, listener guest. My or preferred should be future listener guest. Mike. Is Jones. he a gray shirt? Pwo.
0: I don't know. Uh, all right, let's get into the structure of the show. Uh, Greg is suffering from allergies and uh, will be uh i'll awkwardly be filling time from time to time
1: i'm trying Uh, not to sneeze into the microphone everyone and we're
0: all thankful you remember the early days when i had daycare cold after daycare cold after daycare cold (laughs) and we were on skype doing this and god i can't believe anyone retained we retained any listeners
1: uh, and now here we are. I'm using all of those skills uh, for my seasonal allergies. But uh, we've got some big notes this week, right? Like we need to be drinking. We should be popping bottles because there yeah. are two, not one, but two big time teenage boys that have chosen to doth the cap for Michigan State. Do you want to go mm-hmm. into football first or do you want to go into basketball first?
0: Uh Well, the sport that always leads, I think we got to do. Let's recognize that it's a big time. They're actually technically both big time commits. Uh, Yeah, dude. So uh, after that, we are going to get off Grand River where maybe, I don't know. Do we have anything? I'll scroll through our. our, Uh, our,
3: Nope. Well, I'll I'll double check that. Anyway, nothing.
1: There's like, we're waiting to cover NCAA rule changes, but we keep getting conflicting information on what's going to be in there. And they're not official yet. So we're going to cover yeah. that at some point. Uh,
0: Transfer rule uh, changes are going to happen. Yeah. And then, of course, we will uh, uh, we'll take everyone's Twitter questions uh, as, as we get there. Um, so, uh, Greg, yeah, let's, let's start with I, the bummer about this commitment is.
1: There's a bummer about this commitment?
0: Well, he's the class of 2024. So we're you want him
1: now.
0: We're more than a year away from his signing of letter intent. It's going to be, frankly, probably something that I'm always going to wonder did this get signed? Did this get committed too soon? Uh, And but is a legitimate if we got this commitment in this class, we would be uh, we'd be um, over the moon,
1: some might say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I so, mean it's a great start to the twenty twenty four class. Uh, it's just so, early. It's it just it is early. it it is earlier than usual. Uh and of course, who we're talking about, if you don't know, um, wide receiver commitment, Nick Marsh, Nick Megatron Marsh, which is we got talk in, an interesting that. place to go. <laughs> I mean, I guess dude's got some swagger about him, dude's confident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um He's a 6'3", 195 uh, wide receiver out of River Rouge. Right now, 24-7 has him as the fourth best Number- player in the state, 82nd best player in the country. And the comps are to, you know, the big-bodied wide receivers that Megatron? MSU has had before. And Megatron, of course. Uh, but you're you're hearing some uh, some Burberges, et cetera. Um, Big physical wide receiver. I'm also seeing people talk about him potentially going up the recruiting boards. I'm skeptical about that. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, <laughs> wait a second. He committed to Michigan State like a whole year early before camps. I, yeah. I'll believe that when I see that.
1: Nick, I'm, I'm glad that you made a great decision here. But if, you're, if your being is uh, attached to this number that 24-7 is giving you, it might take a hit, my man, based off yep. of uh, the timing and the choice uh, that you've got here. So very Big exciting. Time. Yeah. And, Great and, way to know, kick off the class.
0: I, I will say oftentimes we talk about a peer list um, when it comes to offers. And you might say that this peer list is, uh, I mean, first of all, he has a bajillion offers, but... Some of the standouts that you might look to benchmark yourself against are not here. It's worth remembering when you think about that, that he's in the class of 2024. Those offers are likely to come
1: if he's. Well, I mean, they are. I would benchmark against Notre Dame, Michigan, Penn State. Penn State. I mean, you're not seeing some of the
0: SEC schools, is my point. Wisconsin. Uh,
1: Oh, oh, someone's gotten rather used to seeing the Alabama offers down there. I mean, uh, it's a I'm nice a thing
0: then. to see. It's a nice thing to see. Uh, but he
1: did, he did just come back from a Alabama visit, uh, just in time to commit to Michigan State, which is interesting timing. So, well, he went to
0: Spartan Dog Con, I
1: think. Spartan Dog Con. Um, do you want to move on to Spartan Dog Con part two, number two? Yeah,
0: I mean, um, I, I don't know what to say about it other than. You know, it is a really interesting recruiting tool that they have. Um, I'm not intimately familiar enough with uh, other programs to say whether other schools do something similar. But clearly, it is a way to keep your current commits um, engaged and and connect them with something that they wouldn't have been able to see on an official visit. Uh, it's also clearly a way to pull folks in. Uh, like Nick Marsh, but I I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on it beyond that it's happening right now?
1: I, uh, I like the, it, it kind of demonstrates, and as we get into Xavier Booker, we're going to talk about this more. It kind of demonstrates the putting the money where the mouth is on like, once a Spartan, always a Spartan, like having a coach that brings guys back, has them at his home. Um, you know makes them part of the program um i think it i think it means a lot i think parents are going to see that i think student athletes are going to see that and they're going to say like all of these places that they go to are preaching the family angle the the pro angle that kind of stuff spartan dog con kind of puts the money where the mouth is there and gets sure. everybody bought in and demonstrates that it is I mean, we, we weren't in school, you know, just a couple of years ago, you know, it's been a few, a few years since we've been out now, here we are still podcasting about it. So like, I mean, like five years ago when we were there, obviously. Yeah. MSU is a, like, it it just demonstrates that it's a place that sticks with you long-term. So yes,
0: that is fair. Um, also, you know, I, I don't know how much we want to dive into this because I actually found it a weird media days, um but big ten media days did happen uh Mel Tucker had a, a decent amount of availability and and there's I think some more quotes we'll revisit in the future the, the the bulk of the conversation, particularly early on, uh which is you know when you're starting to you know when answers seem to take up more minutes, was on. Expansion and NIL. Uh we've covered those things here pretty extensively. And I don't know that Mel Tucker added anything that we didn't.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say from those those rather media rehearsed you know answers for the most part. I don't think we saw anything new. There there was no huge information drop as you would expect. That it's not a good sign if your head coach goes to media days and you find out a bunch of brand new stuff. It's, it's meant to be controlled. It's meant to be, I think more for the student athletes that come along than for the coaches. And as you know, the, it's a a chance for media, uh,
0: a a way team, you know, teams you're going to play for their media to like, right. Get a little exposure so that they don't act like idiots more than already. When they cover the team, um, I'm not taking a shot. I'm just saying that like, if you listen to an Ohio State beat reporter talk about Michigan State, they don't, generally speaking, know what they're talking about, except for that Jaden Reed and, and Peyton Thorne play together in middle school. Um, yeah,
1: they'll know Xavier Henderson and Xavier Reed. Uh, and
0: uh, Reed, Jaden Reed, Reed, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, um, the, uh, the other thing, though, I, I wanted to get your take on was Mel Tucker was asked about the secondary. And there were a few interesting things in his responses, uh, in his response. And so, first of all, interesting, laughs. The first instinct to being asked about the secondary last year was to laugh out loud and say it couldn't get much worse uh, that's with a, regards to this year.
1: That's the Which, response of a man that feels secure in his employment. <laughs> and the types and, of and, responses that Tom Izzo will also give you.
0: I, I mean, also, I think it helps when you went eleven and two despite being right. truly terrible uh the so that was interesting to me the The more nuanced conversation though maybe the it, is that what he after he laughed kind of maniacally about it uh was he then talked about the hires on the defensive line not. Changes to the secondary. He did mention obviously that he's coaching cornerbacks, but he he zeroed in on that Russian coverage need to work together, and and pivoted to Brandon Jordan and Marco Coleman as relevant hires to their pass coverage to help with that.
1: Yeah. So and we talked about that last year: the lack of hurries, the lack of. of I mean, sacks
0: they had a ton of they had a ton of sacks, uh, but like, doesn't matter if on third down, you're still able to get the 17 yards or whatever you need. Right. Um, so, anyway, I, I thought that was kind of interesting that it it was a, without abdicating entirely the responsibility of the secondary, he gave them a bit of a pass. Um, I don't know. I just, I found that intriguing, and I don't know if you had any thoughts on that.
1: Uh, I mean, it's still... He's been getting those kind of questions for a while now. He hasn't shied away from the, the issues in the past, uh, coverage oh. unit. So yeah, I, what I got from that was a guy, again, that's taking, making 10 million a year in a secure, in his position as his coach of Michigan State football. he,
0: he, we, he has to make that money. He can't yep. not make that money. There's nothing but for cause that he could do for him to not make that money. Um, so, all right. Uh, I'm sure our conversation around expansion and NIL will continue. I just don't know that Mel Tucker said much that was super interesting other than, you know, his, his comment about like, ask me in six months about NIL, uh, which is to say, does he end up signing the class that, that he hopes to, um,
1: main event, should we head to it? All right. Yeah. Can we do the thing? Like yeah. I, I know that we're drinking rum but I saved one of these cuz right, hold, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. on hold man. on. Hold on. Let's do the thing. How in the world did we manage to put this off for how long in this podcast? I don't know. For if you don't know, Tom Izzo just secured Xavier Booker, uh 6'10, 205 power forward out of computers in Minneapolis. Okay, depending on the site. Uh, and seven five long, wingspan. If you're seven, a long time listener of the podcast, you know about Izzo's recruiting, and we we covered this. Uh, Xavier just released a top ten like a couple of weeks ago that included MSU. Maybe a
0: week ago. Maybe we
1: talked about it last week. And then he just drops out of nowhere, announces one morning that he's committing later that day, and then drops an MSU. You know. Where have Hat I seen video, that? Before? Basically. Um, and this is, you know, I know we talked a lot about Imani Bates, but this is uh, a guy that, and, uh, you know, the media and people that were allowed to cover MSU um, sports for the athletic back at that time were a little dubious that Imani Bates was ever going to come to MSU. This is yes. a guy that folks, Expect to end up in college, and this is a guy that Tom Mizzo went all in on in the way that he went all in on Amani Bates, and what you get here and, is and also
0: went all in on like Shannon Brown, and I mean he's done this with other
1: recruits, correct? And like Shannon Brown, this is a top five recruit. So n- number one on Rivals, number three on twenty four seven, unranked on ESPN because they should just stop to existing. Basically, such dipshits. Um, but it's because this is the dude that we talked about. If you only kind of follow recruiting a little bit, this is the dude that shot up recruiting boards in a way that just does not happen. He shot up 50 or 60 places, not from 300 to 250, but from 60, 70 to top five. To I think in one. some
0: services, he was a little outside the top 100 and shot up into the top 10.
1: This is a guy. There's a piece on him in the uh, the New York Times that talks about this. This is a guy that was a uh, on the bench, coming off the bench, uh, in his high school uh, just a couple years ago. So huge, huge, huge like life changes for him. Huge get for MSU. Um, Maybe like the biggest recruit if he signs. Maybe the biggest recruit of Izzo's career. Maybe a Marcus Taylor is that, maybe a Shannon Brown type is that. I think Shannon Brown was like top three, something like that think, as well.
0: I think depending on the service, number one recruit was LeBron James and number two was Shannon Brown. Okay. I mean, but obviously, love Shannon Brown. Obviously, there was a giant cliff between LeBron James and uh, yeah. But but this is this is we can say this with certainty in terms of ranking, it is the highest-rated recruit that Izzo has had in the twenty-four-seven era, Um, or in
1: in our era of (laughs) of following this. Yeah, Um, I was not following Shannon Brown's recruitment.
0: Um, Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, So this is this is a this is a big get, and like I think we are honestly being a little bit measured. And maybe I want to get to that. Because
3: uh, uh, our our dear friend of the pod, Alex Blum. Uh, uh, when
1: maybe we at this point, when you're gone for two weeks, maybe we call him acquaintance of the pod. <laughs> uh,
0: it is uh, like I would have loved to have had him here today because. I think a lot of Amani is living in Alex's head. And, and in, I remember when Amani committed, you and I were both very excited about it in, in the day after or whatever that he committed. Um, and I think in some ways, Alex probably feels like Amani got flipped, which is not true. Um, but I, I'm curious if you can remember a time
3: that Izzo has had a kid flipped on him
1: um well it it has happened a few times um what's his name who tragically passed away that went to purdue biggie is what they called him oh he was kind of a flip but he was kind of a weird circumstances flip he was a a commitment that Izzo wasn't expecting it was kind of the story is like Izzo's phone rings one day and he just gets told right before signing day that that dude's gonna sign with msu um that was a flip uh Eric Diefendorf back in the day was a, was a flip um, ended up going to Syracuse. I think maybe there were, there's another one somewhere along the way. I mean, th- there's not a lot. It doesn't there's Not happen. a lot. That's true. Uh, no. What's his name that, that signed another five star from out West that signed right after Amani. And it looked like Izzo was going to have two top five guys from that. Oh, class.
0: Oh, Boyachi, uh, yeah. who also has played like no minutes. And I don't even know if that, I don't I count that as a clip. But yeah, fair, fair.
3: Um,
1: they don't I just happen very often, though.
0: They don't. For, for, and, for basketball. And Xavier Booker, I don't get the impression that that's, this is one that we need to worry about. Because Duke and Kentucky and Kansas came in at the very end for a minute. And I think we were all like, oh, shit here we go. And then Um, he pretty much told him to take a hike. They didn't even make his top 10.
3: Nope.
0: So, you know, I, uh, I, I'm less concerned about this one and, but I do feel like our reaction to truly a massive recruit uh, is, is a bit measured in a position that we so desperately need.
1: Yeah, So let's talk about that. Let's actually talk about this kid's game. Uh, as I said, 6'10", 205. So he's kind of the Jaron Jackson comps are there in a number of different ways. Yeah. Um, one in that he's kind of a stretch four, Uh, a little less comfortable directly under the basket, much more comfortable in transition. Uh, expect to see him sort of grow into a pick and roll, pick and pop type of role um which is good we'll get into where he fits in that you know future future roster the bigs that we're going to have aren't stretch fours unless yeah. <laughs> unless Joey Hauser decides he's going to uh stick around for a covid year um which does, does he I is he even eligible for that? I think so. I this think isn't his covid year? Do. I don't think so. I think he could get another year if he wanted to. Jeez, this wow. is his. This is his redshirt year because he was forced to redshirt after oh, the shit. transfer. Yeah.
0: You're right. I thought you just lost a year of eligibility, but yeah,
1: okay, you're right. And so he hasn't even taken his COVID year yet. So
0: I hope it happens uh, just for just for giggles. It would be
1: wild it, to go from a dude that like that. It would be wild. Um. So expect him to get up and down the floor. Expect him to to sort of exist in in that range. Um. Like I said, like I pointed out, needs to put some weight on. I think the thing that's really excited about exciting about him, and I think the thing that the, the fan base is sort of doing, is playing ahead of what that potential roster is going to look like. And it looks like the type of roster that goes deep in March. Mm-hmm. You are going to have a... We don't even know what this kid's going to look like in green and white, but you're going to have a year two of Jackson Kohler uh, at the five, maybe a madi Sissoko. If he's, if he's taken his COVID year, we'll see. Um, you'll have Xavier Booker coming off the bench. Then you'll have like Wait, a, why will he be coming off the bench? Or, or sorry, coming in at the four, coming in at the yep. four. Then you'll have an Akins in a three roll. A wing there three? will be so many
0: guards on the floor that it yeah. doesn't matter.
1: And then whoever you want to, Put in at, at, the, at the shooting guard role. Maybe that's Brooks, whoever you want. Um, and then you're going to have a senior. You're going to have, have be a the three senior. And this is the most important thing. Point guard in A.J. Hogard. And Maybe. senior point guards go a long way in March. And then you surround them with some talent and things can happen, man. Things can happen. Do could we possibly have Tyson Walker back at that point in time? I would have to look at. I mean, I don't know. And then you sure. you
0: have Trey Holloman in his second year. Uh,
3: yeah. Like the
0: the we'll use a Gaddis term. The speed and space on this team is gonna be insane.
1: Yeah. And like you said, this was such a position of need. We're about to experience what this team is going to look like with the big situation that we have. And then to fill in potentially the number one recruit, either in in the class overall or in the class going to college, um, coming in at, at that role is going to be just absolutely monstrous.
0: Kevin, there's something else that has happened uh, around this commitment as we're projecting things forward. Uh, so there's another commit out, or not commit another player out there that Tom has recruited relatively hard that it it looks like is probably going to go to Ohio State. Um, Correct, but you pick up a commitment like this, and within the last, I think seventy two ish hours, it's became public, at least, that two dudes uh, who I believe, I I think, uh, Tennessee and Wisconsin, respective to each of them, thought they were like in really good position on, uh, suddenly take their final official visit to Michigan State and pick up offers on the visit. Um, And so uh, their names are a little bit escaping me. I think uh, uh, one of them, there's a a comp to like Matt McQuaid, probably uh, maybe a little bit more athletic than Matt McQuaid. Yeah, so we're talking
1: about Cohen Carr and we're talking about Garrick Normand. Yeah, the Norman
0: kid is a bit of a McQuaid-style guy. Um, But anyway, like, this 2023 class, I'm just saying, Jeremy Fears, who I don't know that we've done enough service for how good that kid might be, like you can talk all you want about a senior A.J. Hogard. Jeremy Fears might end up being the truth someday. Uh, sure. But the, um, between him and Booker, I think this is like, those are, are two fundamental blocks for other people will want to join
1: this class. Right. right. Uh, so it's, this, it's this could end up being the, the Cassius Ward type of, type of class. Yeah. Um, and do. It, go ahead. It's heat, man. It's a lot of heat at a time when the basketball program needed some heat. Yeah. So should we talk about that for a second? Should we talk
0: sure. about uh, or do we want to wait till Twitter questions? Because I know we got some Twitter questions about our our takes on Tom
1: Izzo. Okay.
0: You want to do that now? Or you want to wait?
1: Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Don't 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 get informed. Let the Twitter questions. Bounce off of us, you know, mm-hmm. let's let, let, don't, be, don't, be, don't be informed. I don't need to
0: pander to the people. Yeah. We'll talk about it now. But I am going to yeah. pander to the people in that. I think at least I've been uh, potentially accused of at some point in time saying that Izzo's not good at coaching.
1: I think you have made some statements that were uh, misinterpreted that way, even by me. I misinterpreted them that, that same way. I've, uh,
0: I have I will say, uh, on record, through all of this is that Izzo has always been recruiting his butt off. Uh,
3: but it, I don't know,
0: I don't, if someone wants to pull a receipt, and by all means, pull the audio clip. If you can find the audio clip, track it down and pull it, I will retweet the shit out of me. It, like. I'll do, it for the, I'll do it for the Twitter. Uh, but I don't know that I ever thought Tom Izzo wasn't a good coach uh, or wasn't recruiting really hard. Or, and I think even said, I think I defended him not getting a five in that I knew that it was a very specific type of person that he would require if he was going to get a five. And that person may just not have existed. Mm-hmm. Certainly, he's got used the transfer portal enough in history that it's he may not like it, but he
3: uses it. So I just
0: uh, I don't I don't know. Uh, I I think sometimes it's okay to say that by the standards that Tom Izzo has set for himself and passed along to us, that the last couple of years have not been good.
1: They haven't worked out. Yeah, that's true.
0: But. I don't know that anyone on this podcast and all extended to Alex has said that that is Tom Izzo is not a good coach or that the game had passed him
1: by washed. Never said washed.
0: I, I never said washed. Okay.
1: Uh, I'm not a youth. And I'm on the record as saying until he misses multiple tournaments, um, Tom, he gets one and then he's done one and then he's done. (laughs) That's it. Put him to pasture. You miss a tournament, that's it for you. You set your own uh, standard, buddy. You can't go a quarter
0: century not missing a tournament and expect me to be cool with you missing a tournament.
1: What if he misses the tournament this year, but he brings in this type of class? It's a top five national class with the number one player. Does, and they just Damn barely it. miss the tournament? Are you like, Bricks tell out. you. Bye. Mel Tucker,
0: Mel Tucker says the standard is the standard. And you know what? standard is you got to make that tournament. All right. Road, Jack. Uh,
1: anything else about uh, basketball? We covered, we covered the player himself. We covered the program. We covered what that potential roster might look like. Anything that we're missing before we move on?
0: Yeah. I, so we kind of just actually joked about it, but do you think knowing how much of the talent that's on the current roster may likely be, be back. There. Yeah. Do you think in some ways that these commitments matter to them? Like that that maybe they feel uh a leavening of an emotional burden of some sort or or optimistic about their own future in a way that maybe they hadn't before? I you know uh or or do you think that they're probably so self confident and without yeah, I don't mean that judgmentally, yeah. like they should feel self-confident that, yeah. that none all of these guys think
1: they're the, they all think they're lottery picks next year. So they're not even paying attention to the 2023 class. Um, I've never and this is not just these guys. I'm thinking like going back. I don't think I've ever seen current players actively talk about guys that aren't coming to the roster this season, like one year down one year out. I'm trying to think of a single time I've ever seen that happening in media or on social media, you know, they'll like, they'll retweet a, like a commitment video or something like that. But to, to say like, Oh, something, something this year. Sure. But we're really excited about the following year. I don't think anything like that's ever going to happen
3: yeah
0: um no I, and i don't expect him to say anything i just i don't know if you you think that maybe any of this plays into their mental psyche
1: i don't think so like i said i think more than anything they all think that they're lottery picks after this season so um they don't and None of they them expect to even great. be on the team uh at that time
0: yeah uh which again if they aren't is there lottery picks then something very good happened to us. Yeah, something
1: fantastic happened. We're, we're thrilled for you. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can go now. Yeah, you're great. Um, all right, what's next for us? Uh so I I'm gonna just uh, there's been oh, some. We should mention cassius going to Germany. We should
1: Yeah, so uh speaking of uh you know, freezer cold takes. I think I picked Cassius as the most likely player to be spending time in the NBA. That was very dumb. He signed uh, a team uh, contract in Germany. I'm okay with it. Like go get your play time. No one knows your career better than you. So, um, you know, careers can be made and money can be made overseas. So would I have liked to have seen him spend more time in the league? Absolutely. But For the moment he's going abroad. Um, it's not final, can always come back, but for the moment he's going abroad. Uh, the other thing that we do have to cover at some point is the Title IX swimmer lawsuit. Um, MSU is petitioning the Supreme Court apparently on this, so we have got to get up on this, do our research get our point of view on it. Um, and, at, I've also read that in some circles, um, title nine advocates are afraid that the Supreme court could pick it up because it could potentially weaken title nine, um, which is an angle that we need to make sure that we're covering. So we're going to spend some time on this eventually, uh, you know, as Jonesy, the Supreme court, you know, uh, well, A, it's not likely that the Supreme Court's going to take this case. But B, if they do, we're not going to find out. It's not going to get heard until September, October, right? And we we probably really won't
0: know. find out until June of next
1: year. Right. Right. Yeah. So
0: we got we got some time to do our research. Um, you know, uh, honestly, I think um, they should have Jim Harbaugh do their advocating for them. Uh, he. <laughs> He clearly is in lockstep with the entirety of uh, uh, a certain aspect of the court. Yep. So, uh,
1: so that's all I had for miscellaneous Greenwall. Um, do we want to talk about Brandon Sands or do you have anything else?
0: No, let's talk about Brandon Sands. Uh, of course, that's Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z and he is with Gold Star Mortgage. Um, Kevin, why should you buy a house right now?
1: Uh because um because they're not the, the bottom isn't falling out. It's just getting higher. It's just continuing to go up. Buy a house. Buy a house. That's why. Inventory is still low. And where's it
0: gonna go? Where is it gonna go? Uh so trying to wait for a uh, a dip in rates may not work out in your favor if you're looking to save money in the long run. Uh Brandon is with uh, Gold Star Mortgage. It is a Fortune 500 company based in Michigan that funds over a billion dollars in mortgages annually. Uh, Brandon is managing a team with over 100 years of combined industry experience, licensed in 32 states, including the entirety of the Big Ten footprint and the future Big Ten, with the exception of Iowa. But who cares about Iowa? Uh, Brandon is consultative in his approach. And the great thing about Gold Star Mortgage is Gold Star Mortgage, they, they sell every kind of loan conceivable. So that means you can get a custom home loan solution. Uh, call Brandon now, get in touch with him. That's Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z at Gold Star Mortgage. Find him in the old Google machine because uh, you all are not waiting for me to read you his email address. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also those interest rates, there's low now as they're going to be for a while. Uh, what did Jerome Powell say this week? Like, there, there might be a soft-ish landing. I think is what he said, which means those interest rates are continuing to go up. Let her rip.
0: Bye <laughs> yeah. now. Bye, bye, bye. If you want, one's pressuring here, but if you're looking at buying a house, truly, it's not going to get better. Uh, all right. Uh, let's do Twitter questions.
1: All right, let's go. And it starts with MC Hammer Legos, who asks, what's the dumbest thing you ever did between the ages of 8 and 13? I don't know that I have a really great answer to this. It's more the things I didn't do, right? It's more like, oh, could I, instead of playing those hundreds of hours of video games, could I have played several hours of guitar? Like enough to like have a hobby or something of some merit? Uh, I think that would have been the time when your brain
0: is still kind of expanding and yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it's, and you don't, your, your brain doesn't understand this at that time, but I think maybe that some of that time could have been more productively spent. And if my parents had brought this to me, would I have been like, shut up, ma, you don't know what you're talking about. Yes, I would have. And she probably would have said something dumb, like go, like play piano or something like that that's no one cares no one wants that garbage um but yeah i probably could have learned to do something cool like play bass or drums or something um bass feels
0: right for you only four strings
1: that's right easier simpler more humble um you don't have to feed the bassist is what i've i've been told uh and so yeah. uh yeah uh that probably would have been the dumbest thing that I did from, from that age. Uh, next up, swiftly downfield asks uh, who is, is most likely. I I don't know. Is it? If it is welcome. Swiftly.
0: Welcome. We're happy to have you. Uh, most likely to get we next are... week. And hopefully we celebrate you again.
1: <laughs> most likely to be our third receiver this year, assuming Reed and Mosley take the top spots, which I think is fair. Is it neon Keon, uh, Montres Forrester, uh Christian, uh, Fitzpatrick, or a as a sleeper, or one of the young guides. Are you on the Bernard train? Uh, do you think he's going to come in and kind of take the world?
0: I mean, I think he gets run in the same way that Keon Coleman got run last year. Um, though, I mean, Jeremy Bernard might have played at a higher level in high school than uh Keon Coleman, uh, so maybe he's a little bit further along. Look. I don't know that I have a great answer on who the third is, and it's it's this isn't a cop-out. That room is stacked. Montori Foster had, had legitimate moments last year. Christian Fitzpatrick is you might describe as the most likely sleeper in that we just didn't see much. But Keon Coleman Did you see the pictures of him, by the way? Yeah. He, how, uh, dude, he keeps getting more he jacked. <laughs> like he's stacked out. Fully yoked. Uh and Jeremy Bernard, I mean, by all accounts, is impressing as a true freshman. And so I, I suspect they're not going to keep a red shirt on a guy like Jeremy. Um, but I hope that the raw athleticism that Keon Coleman has, probably you can't make that body up. I just Do
1: you think like a guy, though, like a Terry Lockett that's just been in the program for several years at this point, do you think he takes a step forward?
0: So the thing about a Terry Lockett, is that you need a a guy like a, a guy like uh, Trey Mosley to just not be there, and because, but Trey Mosley has been reliable since like his freshman year.
1: Really good, yeah. And big moments for Trey Mosley.
0: So I, the and Trey Mosley is just good. Like I don't know how to describe it other than he's just good, and that's why you. What makes the, the sort of sleeper pick so intriguing is because it's. If, if what we know about Jay Johnson's pass game, and this is true of the two and four, two and five year, is that it is still an explosive
1: pass game. And so who that guy's going to be, I don't know. Question for you off of this, because the fan base does seem to sort of have its eyes on Jeremy Bernard. Why why Jeremy over Antonio Gates Jr., I should say. Antonio Gates Jr. I'm a little yeah. bit surprised by that. Because you've got the legacy with Antonio Gates. You, you've you got a big body. You, uh, clearly a Division I ready body with Antonio Gates Jr. Uh, I,
0: I think Jeremy Bernard was the higher rated recruit. I, I'm just saying why. It. No, no, no. You, your question was why. One, is, was it? Your question was why the fan base. Uh, Jeremy Bernard had more more smoke around his a commitment. Um, that's he, true. He played with Keaton Hauser uh, in middle school. So you get yeah, got that. Keaton
1: Hauser is not going to be thrown in the ball next year. Yeah, it, I'm I just assume,
0: saying, man. I that's assume. And, and Jeremy Bernard came from a... So we, Was Jeremy Bernard at St. Bosco's? Where did he go to high school?
1: I don't know. Not Somewhere Saint in Bosco's. Nevada. Who, who knows? Oh,
0: yeah. The same, same program that Ma went to. Uh, Archbishop maybe. Uh, doesn't really matter. It, he so, went to a, a high level program. Is my point.
1: Yeah. So Jeremy Bernard's ranked about 15 spots higher on the the wide receiver boards than Antonio Gates Jr. According to 24/7. So I guess that's a contributing factor. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, I think Antonio Gates Jr. ends up being an absolute stud at Michigan State. Like, don't get me wrong, but. I, I mean, Antonio Gates Jr., I think, single-handedly was responsible for a really high-rated cornerback dropping massively because of the camp he just embarrassed him. But mm-hmm. um, I I think Jeremy Bernard has more speed, too. Speed, speed gets you on the field as a freshman. Does. Speed gets you on the field.
1: It does. Uh, so if you downfield, more uh, really good football questions here. Thoughts on the depth at edge. Is Chris Bogle the real deal? Are we confident that Petoskey, uh being a mainstay and locking down an edge? And also, what is the ceiling for Simeon Barrow as a player? Well, in the depth chart that just got released, I believe Chris Bogle is starting defensive end on that depth chart now. Um So we, I mean, we haven't seen anything of him, but the staff clearly seem to think that he's the real deal or at least the real deal of the options uh, provided. Um, He is. uh, So what do you think from there? Uh, And then on the other side, you've got Jeff.
0: Yeah, I Um, mean, here's the thing is that Jeff, we should all appreciate Jeff for the time we have left with Jeff. And here's what I mean by that. You're not going to see what, what is he like six, one six foot 200 pounds, maybe like you're not going to see that guy under Mel Tucker again, ever. (laughs) And I'm not saying that they'll, they won't be rated just as whatever Jeff Piotrowski was rated. This isn't a knock at Jeff Piotrowski's recruiting rating. He's it's about the body.
1: Two fifty right now, according to this.
0: Six one two fifty. All right. Yeah. All right. You get my point though. We're not going to see a Jeff Piotrowski again. And um, and the fact that Marco Coleman and, by all accounts, BT Jordan love him it, like high motor guy. I'm I'm very and I think didn't he have second most sacks on the team last year or? If you if you average it out per game like he did, he did insane numbers when he had to start playing. Uh, like I'm I feel fine with Jeff Pietrowski. I It's going to be fun. locking down an edge. Yeah, I'm I'm good with it. Um, ceiling for Simeon Barrow. I don't know. Simeon Barrow strikes me as someone who might get.
1: Um, uh, well, he's starting backs. in front. He's on the depth chart right now in front of Maverick Hansen. So an older guy um but not like a name that we say very often. In fact, I'm realizing now swiftly downfield that you got <laughs> you me saying actual football names is just not a thing that we've done in a while.
0: Yeah, we're a little out of we we've, we've not done our, our roster breakdown. Here's the here's the problem is that I think that MSU is going to move at some point in time to a 3 man front and that uh Alex Van Zummeren's going to hold that spot down. So I like is Simeon Barrow great at spelling AVS? Hopefully. But I don't know that the ceiling. Look, I'm open to the conceptually to someone popping. I just don't know that there's any leading indicator that Simeon Barrow's that dude. So
1: gotcha. And finally from Swiftly Downfield, uh a non-football question. Um we have to speculate on this one. What is mm-hmm. Plum's favorite spread for toast? Jelly jam, peanut butter, Nutella, marmalade? uh, butter all by its lonesome mayonnaise.
0: Well, it may actually be mayonnaise. Um, uh, cause he's just he
1: such a loathsome creature that he would do that to bread. Good thing.
0: This question is not, uh, for you because the answer is dry.
1: Yep. Um, straight up, but I, I guess my question, my answer would be why bother with the toasting? Like just take that bread out of the bag, ball it up, do Crush it down into a nice little, nice little (laughs) bread ball. Pop that guy.
0: I wish that this was a little bit more of a character than than reality. It's totally true,
1: folks. It is only adjacent. This is this is an actual true story that I'll share now on the podcast. It makes no sense why I would share this one and save the other one, and not vice versa. In college, I used to just have a loaf of white bread that I would just, whenever I was hungry, that was my snack. i just pop a piece of white bread because it was like the cheapest thing that I could do. And uh, that was that. That was that. It happened while we were living together. I would just reach up in the cupboard and just eat a slice of white bread straight up when I needed calories.
0: I am so unsurprised by this and so happy that I did not pay attention to You must have taken the shelves that were like above the refrigerator because you could reach them.
1: I did, I did, yeah. Uh, And in the summer when I was working, I would keep a loaf of bread in my car, and it oh in my car, and it was
3: (laughs) smelled like a bakery in there. Oh, Uh, I'm gonna go marmalade for plum. He spent time in Georgia. Marmalade feels southern.
1: Georgia. that's Southern. what i
0: got okay. you or do you think he's a nutella guy
1: well i mean i think he's a nutella guy on toast i don't know who puts nutella on toast it, it, that's for like oh my god truly
0: i'm glad you shared that story because it explains i i think I put, now maybe people will believe
1: i put nutella on like crepes and pancakes and waffles do you put it on toast why not at least
0: it's not sugar on sugar, man. It's like, do some hat on a hat comedy. Okay.
1: Uh, next up, for Spartan18770, 7, does Izzo get another 2023 basketball recruit? I mean, the answer yes. is yes, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, yeah. I suspect it happens sooner rather than later.
1: Uh, which fan base had it worse? MSU with Bobby Williams and John L or Michigan with Rich Rod and Brady Hoke? Wow. Ooh. If he were alive at that time this is this is very reminiscent of certain Twitter champions. Um this is a good this is a good question. You've got to remember Michigan lost a, a Toledo team that
3: fired its coach under Rich Rod.
0: I miss him.
1: Rich Rod was a guy that was being made fun of by Josh Groban on Twitter. Josh Josh Groban. Groban. Yeah. Cause Rich Rod played a Josh Groban song during the football banquet. And even Josh Groban was like, that's, that's lame, man. That's as lame as it gets. Um, I love that. I think, I think Bobby and John L are worse though.
3: I mean, the firing of Bobby is legendary. Yep. Right.
1: The reason that Bobby and John L are worse is there was real momentum for the program after Saban. Yeah. That was entirely squandered. Now, maybe D'Antonio never happens if you don't have those guys. I mean, you can make
0: the argument that there was momentum after lloyd Carr's,
1: i mean he was the only football coach they've had in the last 50 years that won them a national championship even though it was shared with another big 10 school who would have beaten them if they had played heads up but um yeah i i think it's bobby and john l but it's a great question and i relished those Rich Rod Brady Hoke years
3: did Brady Hoke recruited better than Bobby and John L yeah
1: yeah maybe not Bobby but John L certainly yeah Bobby uh, Williams whole thing was that he was like a player favorite and he he brought in some some high-level recruits man yeah, Charles I mean, Rogers at
3: just- all so
0: um. all right Last up from Spartan18770, 7, 7, who is the most overrated football program aside from Michigan, of course? Uh,
1: Tennessee, Texas,
3: Florida, Auburn.
1: It's hard to say Florida. They got two national championships in the last 20 years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Auburn also has a natty. Like, no one does less with more than Texas. Um, Tennessee, yeah is everyone's cautionary tale.
3: Um, who just got hit with sanctions.
1: Yeah. Georgia would have been in this conversation. If, uh, Miami, Miami. The thing is Miami, other than being in Florida, like doesn't have a ton going for it. I, so here's one private college with a, with a, Stadium that's like half an hour away from campus.
0: I got two for you. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting these in the hot cake cannon. Send them your way. You you
3: bounce it back. Oregon.
1: Okay. All USC. All right. USC was another one that was sort of percolating in the back of my mind. Other than the Reggie Bush years, talk about doing less with more, like. Other than Pete Carroll doing some Pete Carroll things. Yeah. I mean, to have... Basically, USC could run the West Coast. And it just doesn't. Yeah, how do you have a brand
0: that is that strong? You you are truly stronger than
3: Phil Knight on his best day. Yeah. And
0: you... (laughs) You so routinely fuck it up. I Like, it's baffling to
1: me. And, and uh, you know, as as they'll be joining the conference, we'll hear this more and more. What they always say is, like, there's no fan support because there's so much to do in L.A. There's, so there's just no fan support. But, I mean, as a on, coastal,
0: man. I get that. As a coastal, I get that.
1: I've seen enough USC games where, like, huge celebrities are showing up at these games. Like, yeah, I don't buy that garbage, but... Um, I look forward to hearing it for the rest of my life. Um, next up, starting eighteen seven seventy nope. nope, we're done. Uh, what? Who do we have next? Eric,
0: Eric Ozanic. How confident you uh, are you in this commitment? Asking for a fan base. Uh, we, well, we covered, covered this, this.
1: We covered this. But
0: I feel good. I feel fine. I'm not worried at all. I mean, yeah. Well, I'll worry a little bit, but the,
1: the guys whose job it is to cover these things. We're cautioning with with uh, Amani Bates and they are not cautioning. In fact, they're saying the the opposite for this. Yeah, this feels
0: like a I um, I think the the telling one was like. uh, There was a story about Booker had like a game with no points like he he played like ass. Mm -hmm. And the only and there were programs there watching him and the only program that called him was Tom Izzo. Um, and like that mattered to him. Uh,
1: his family I, is also just, cited that Izzo is the only coach that was like telling him sincere things that he needs to improve in his game. Yeah, like, like, you, like you suck at
0: this, You right? need to get better. Yeah, like he's coaching yeah. them. I mean, I, I'm just this. Uh, I, we toss around the OKG a lot. This feels like an actual OKG uh class that's like that's lining up and so i'm i'm feeling pretty good about this one
1: next up from R. sawyer is this the time of summer where we all hate the weather and you want it to get cooler right just me question mark i'm okay yeah. if it's in the 80s I, 80s are where i'm willing to go if we get up into the mid to upper 90s then i'm with you R. sawyer but this week has been manageable what about you yeah. how are things on the coast out there, Mr. Elite.
0: Sans, humi- or Sans AC. Um, there was a, there was a week there where it was all
3: above 90. Um, it was not fun, but
0: I will never, it's sort of like uh rooting for the days to get shorter. I just won't do it. Yeah. I just won't do it. Um, as
1: long as the, the, the other critical thing in this is as long as the nights get down and the, like the, Upper 60s, at least. Then
0: we're good to go. Brother, we weren't there. was one night that we didn't drop below 80.
1: Oof. No. Oof. Bad. Next up from our Sawyer Do y'all drink coffee? If you go to a coffee place and you're getting some obnoxious fancy drink because you can, or is it just a regular coffee? We do drink coffee. First of
0: all, R. Sawyer, do you use (laughs) y'all in your normal conversation? Just curious. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh I, I see I see y'all and uh and I think it's um uh I think it's something that we all need to incorporate into our day-to-day. Uh, but we only do it in our written word. That's that's my take on y'all. We should all just y'all should get on y'all.
1: As as she has here. Uh You're you're not gonna believe this, Jonesy, but when I roll up to a Big B or I roll up to a Starbucks, it's tall coffee black. <laughs> no cream you get no it sugar. iced no i've oh, never drank so, it i've never drank an iced coffee in my entire life say what no yeah, this is true i've probably had thousands of coffees not a single one of them has say been iced. what
0: y'all kevin needs to get an iced coffee or at least a cold brew uh or sawyer i am uh with uh the grec on the no additives but i am iced and uh uh, and or cold brew, and it's usually because I'm on the go, I'm moving, and uh, I don't. You're just so coffee. active.
1: There's just so much for you to do. In, you can get in hot
0: coffee at Philly. home. You can get hot coffee at an office. I don't need hot coffee if I'm going to a coffee place, so wow. I get a
1: cold. Uh, also, you could get a clod of coffee, free call. Uh Next up from our Sawyer, uh, are you the kind of person? Don't. To Stop. use up as much of your vacation You're days as possible? Or do you hoard them like a dragon on a pile of gold, assuming your days don't roll over? I mean, if the days roll over, that's when you would hoard them, right? Try to use them if you don't roll them over.
0: Uh, can we plug unlimited PTO? Is that a thing we can plug?
1: Go ahead. Go, uh, you know, there's probably only a small portion of the listenership that actually... Has unlimited PTO. So tell us about your unlimited PTO experience. So
3: I
0: think largely it's actually a scam. Uh, that is the pissed. knock
1: on it is that you'd unlimited end up PTO taking less. As a result, you end
0: up taking less, and it's so that they don't have to pay it out on the back end. So that's where the culture of your company really matters um, about whether you can and should feel um, empowered to to take take time. Uh, the The thing is, though, if you have vacation days, that probably means you have sick days. And I call bullshit on sick
3: days. Because it is
0: uh, nonsense that if you do not feel well enough to be in the place that requires work, that you should have to choose between using some allotted amount of days where the very place you work may get you sick or, or like showing up to get other people sick. Like it's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Um, and I, and I say shenanigans to all of it. And that's why unlimited PTO with a great culture
1: is. preferred. As a flyover American, I stopped listening when you were like, Oh, unlimited PTO isn't enough for me. I also need unlimited sick days. Like wait, you, you, you think those are separate buckets? Ugh. Listen, man, j- like, it, you're just, it's too much. It, you live you in a, you shouldn't be required to, you shouldn't be required you live to live in a, in a, utopia that isn't real. It doesn't reflect, uh, the world as it exists. And, uh, I stopped paying attention to you at that time. All right. Probably. Um, next up from wide receiver to combo guard, uh, back from the dead. Welcome back. Uh, what away football game should I go to outside of Washington? Uh, the away games are not that strong this year, unless you're connect unless you're counting the Michigan game Stronger in Stronger than Michigan's, um, I would say Penn State probably. Right, like you're not going to Champaign. You, you might get, see us you're there.
0: Not,
1: you're not going to College Park,
0: <laughs> so I uh, mean, I would say College Park might be fun. Um, no, didn't it
1: wouldn't be fun. your wife tell us that College Park is not a place worth going to? Didn't she Probably. say specifically, don't go to College Park? Are you sure, are you sure she didn't say that about Akron?
0: Uh, which is also not a place worth going to. Uh, are we, are we, we're at Champaign. Would you go to Champaign? I've never been.
1: I've just heard that it's very dull um, from people that go there and that went there and from people that live there, that it's very dull.
0: Yeah, it's a bad slate. Um
1: we're going to say Penn State. That might be another can't read, can't write meetup type of. Uh, That'd be a Thanksgiving meetup type of option. Though, Ooh, never mind. I don't think we're going to be able to pull that off. That's Shit. going to be tough.
0: That's going to I mean, be tough. I mean, it's once in a lifetime, buddy. That's, that game is always going to be on that weekend.
1: Maybe. Always, maybe going to be on that weekend. Let me. All Let's right. Check. Next up from Shit. Key Ski, uh soft serve or scoop
0: uh i'm gonna answer for alex plum here and it's soft serve the soft serve at the at the caf uh, at the cafeterias fantastic
1: well uh, is this vanilla is this chocolate is this twist you know it depends on your mood
0: but i will say the vanilla does not disappoint and I know that Kevin Gregg can be, get behind wow. some
1: vanilla ice cream. Wow. I, I, am I on both sides of the microphone here? Uh, next up, <laughs> Wisconsin or Canada?
0: Uh, Canada, better politics.
1: Uh, also, just like so much more stuff. Uh,
0: I, I do like it. The, the question is there's a flat place with a lot of white people that has a lake near it, or an entire country with multiple metropolitan areas. And a lot of white people. I like Same how your thing.
1: Wisconsin is just Madison. Like poor Milwaukee. Milwaukee. No, yeah, here. no, that's take fair. That's
0: hike. fair. I take a shit on with in, in Milwaukee. There, that's fair. Yeah, the I, answer you know what the though,
1: Kiski, is if you haven't been to Banff or Montreal, get out to those locations. What, what's that second place? M- Montreal. Montreal.
0: Did you travel recently to Barcelona? <laughs>
1: You turd. Uh, and finally, from the Kiski, Grooch, caviar or steak tartare? <laughs>
0: Have you had either of these?
1: Absolutely not. Under no, no we circumstances. Really? Yeah. No, no, zero percent. Zero percent. Do you know I what sh- they both are? Yeah, I absolutely know what they are. And uh, I wish I could like name off. I think the answer for me would be caviar. Uh, but I wish I could name off some, like something, some insidery caviar thing. Uh, but I got nothing because I've obviously never paid for either of these things. Uh, so thank you. The key is. Uh, next up, upper deck jerk guy. If
3: you could do it all over, would you?
1: I mean, yeah, you never look back, right? The upper deck jerk guy. You never look back. I'd
0: for sure do college over again. If I could do it all over, I would absolutely do it all over.
1: Uh, uh, next up from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy, is Izzo wash up or is he washed down? Well, you missed a
0: still in this, um, which implies still washed up, as in we said he's washed up. Again, the podcast never said that. You can pull receipts, find them, publish them to the internets, and then just link to the to the episode for us. Uh but no, uh he's bathed.
1: He's bathed. He's clean. He he's been bathed in the cleanse of 17 year old boys. Uh anyway, uh next up, yeah, say uh, more. what what annoys you the most, Mike Jones, from the upper deck jerk guy?
0: Besides it, I assume this is notwithstanding the upper duct jerk guy.
2: Hmm. Mm.
3: The politeness of Graham Couch.
1: Are you guys still texting over there?
0: He's a very nice. Man. You guys still have I, wish he, a was le- I wish he was less nice. Uh, uh, two spaces after a period.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, d- to actually answer this question, people at the self-scans at grocery stores that are in no particular hurry—it's like, what are you doing? Thank you.
0: Yep, that too.
1: Why? Why do you have truly nothing else to do on the planet? than this. And and I'm not talking about people that are like, you know, trying to find the UPC code. I'm talking about the people that are like looking around. They're like, they don't even know where they are. Like what is going on? What, what is going on?
0: I want to also add the length of the receipt at a CVS. Mm. Do you expect me to hold on to that? Yeah. We, we live in, in truly in a digital world. First of all, you can save checkout time for people, just print a shorter receipt. Second, let me punch my fucking number in and you just give me the deals I earned. How about that? Mm. Truly. Mm. CVS. Also, CVS bought an insurance company. What's up with that?
1: That's interesting.
0: Pluto's got a plan. Full
1: vertical integration there on the pharmacy. Uh, next up from Eman Center. Uh, who are considered, quote, friends of the pod? Is it just listeners, friends you made in college? Is there an application process asking for a friend?
0: <laughs> uh, ooh, interesting. Do we have a, 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 well, Alan Haller, friend of the pod, um, obviously. And
1: confirmed listener. Confirm w- listener. Those lines blur as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, so confirmed listeners are at least adjacent to friend of a pod.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um Yeah. Uh, if you've had a beverage with us and are a confirmed listener, probably a friend of the pod.
1: This, uh, this is really, Eman Center. you've snuck in quite the segment fish here. Greg. Because there's so many layers to this.
0: Is Graham Couch a friend of the pod? We've spent a lot of time saying very not nice things about Graham Couch.
1: You really hung it's, up on that.
0: Is he um, a friend of the pod?
1: We'll see. Next time he comes up, we'll see if one of us accidentally says, says front of the pod." Uh, I swear right, we'll that's, know. Fair, that's that's one we'll know. Uh, that's next fair. up from Joe Ashworth, do any of y'all, Jesus, do any of y'all have any freezing cold takes that you want to apologize for? We ca- we covered this, Joe. No. We, we no. covered this up top. Uh, I think Jonesy was misunderstood, even by myself, uh, for some of his uh, statements earlier. Because I
0: called him a bucket? He is a bucket.
1: No, this was before the bucket. Uh, this was before the bucket statement. Well, we've got to go back. We had to review right. the tapes. Okay. Um, no next up from that. Joe Ashworth, also the one that would have the freezing cold takes. is mm-hmm. Couldn't be bothered today. Uh <laughs> What are you, as a podcast, doing protect Spartan Nation from no, Harbaugh? Oh, you missed
0: one. You, you skipped. Uh,
1: oh, that was Mr. Oh. Neurotic Pants. Have uh, some more What rum. is slash was your favorite international cuisine or restaurant in East The International
0: Atlanta? Center. Burger King at the International Center.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness,
0: uh, does Woody's
1: count? I it loved... Becomes, uh, Thomas Asian house back in the day. Uh, that was uh, meat candy. I described it at the time. Uh, Charlie Kang's. Fantastic. That was Deco. That was There we go. l <laughs> is supposed to be good uh, for Ethiopian. I got to get out there. Um, next up from Joe. Uh, what's worse? Slow drivers in the passing lane. People who stop, who run stop signs or people going a hundred on the freeway Mm. well two of these things are just dangerous are are illegal they should be the ones that are worse but i'm gonna answer slow drivers in the passing lane
0: (laughs) uh if you do 100 and you don't swerve i'm less bothered by you than the person who like does speed racer um but i still think you're an idiot there's a there's a intersection nearby me that uh, they're doing construction on the road mm-hmm. and they've put the like road close, big road close signs in front of the stop sign that people would need. Of course. Yeah, because so you've, got, the you've got their sign.
1: attention there. You get yeah. their, you've already got yeah. the attention with the stop sign. So uh, uh, yeah,
0: it's, it's perfect. The running of the stop sign in the light is uh, unexpected. I will say that. I, I don't expect it in the same way.
1: I've been reading about this I haven't been experiencing it. Like maybe they're just good hearted folk here in East Lansing. Uh, but I'm not seeing a lot of running stop signs or lights. Happening. You've been reading about this. I, I've seen this on social media a few times of like, what's with all the running of the lights.
0: Is this a, a New York Times pitch bot? Uh, we went to a diner in Hershey, Pennsylvania to ask why running the stop lights it says, let's yeah. go, Brandon.
1: Yeah, uh, it's from all my OAN uh reading as well yeah okay next up left not paying mr neurotic pants
0: deep state wolverine podcast here uh what's this about some football recruit pursuing baseball but tuck well we didn't talk about that but tuck leaving the door open for a return why uh that is adam berghorst uh who was of the 2020 class
1: Yeah, this was uh, someone who I went hard on about how two-sport athletes don't exist, uh, and I had lots of citations, and uh, and then Kian Coleman and and Carr came in and made me look really foolish, and now here we are, right back around again, a supposed two-sport athlete who actually, as it turns out, is focusing on one sport. So... Said two-star, two-sport athlete
0: uh, did before he joined the Michigan State Spartans in the football program have a professional baseball offer to mm. just go play the professional baseballs and opted instead to play some football. Uh, I it seems to me that his football aspirations probably were not as high or as as well matched with what his football or his baseball capabilities could be. Um, but you need depth at tight end. So, or defensive end, whatever he was playing lately.
1: Uh, I'm going back to what I said before. This never happens. It's always garbage, except for Keon Coleman. <laughs> yes. So, but you, so you walked back Keon Coleman. Yes. I was obviously wrong about Keon Coleman, obviously, but I'm, this as a rule, never oh, happens. For sure. For sure. Except for when uh, it does. Except for the time that it does. Uh, Mr. Rodic Pants also asks, uh, what are you as a podcast doing to protect uh, Spartan Nation from Harbaugh? Uh, he's threatened us, but it's illegal to disembowel him.
0: Well, uh, we are a deep state podcast for the Wolverines, so yeah. this is the long con. Welcome okay. to it.
1: We're incepting you. I'm also not aware of this. How did he threaten us?
3: He, I uh, Threatened to... Trying
1: to, uh, well, we he did say that his, uh,
0: his four goals are to beat MSU and Ohio State in the same year, uh, win the Big Ten, and win the Natty. So, hmm. we, we popped up on his radar. And you know what? Jim, you said a lot of dumb things this past week. I appreciate you saying that beating us the same year as Ohio State is important to you.
1: It's not going to happen, Jim. Uh, and finally, from Mr. Erotic Pants, is your blue chip recruits, if your blue chip recruits either go elsewhere or don't pan out, then maybe aren't you, then maybe you aren't that great of a recruiter, are ya? Hashtag Izzo. Uh,
0: I don't know what this is meant to be. Uh,
1: I mean, there have been some guys that, d- that didn't work out. You know, Delvon was injured, I guess. You can oh, say that. he's uh, sure. gray didn't pan out. Uh, but then there have been a lot of guys that did pan out at the same time. Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson is a great example of there's another
0: person we don't particularly want to talk about, but you know.
1: Not signing a max contract this year, even though he could have, but he's the worst. So um
0: uh I I don't know that you, you wouldn't call Cassius a blue chip recruit, right? No.
1: No, he was uh, not even a top fifty recruit. I don't believe.
0: So,
3: any of that? Paul Davis, uh, blue chip recruit, yeah. Uh, Josh Langford, blue chip
1: recruit oh, that didn't work no. out.
3: But the other side of that, you Hannah have like
1: a. I mean, Shannon Brown got drafted in the first round. Um, yeah. You have the other side, though. You have your Drew Valentine's, etc that that get drafted uh, way higher than they were in their recruiting rankings. Yeah. So it, it kind of goes. Or you have
0: someone like Draymond Green who probably got drafted maybe a little bit hot, a, a scotch
1: higher than his uh, stock. I think stock. more than a scotch, but yeah.
0: But, but then his NBA legacy, uh, significantly higher than even his draft status.
1: And I said Drew Valentine, but I meant Denzel Valentine. Again, uh, go get yourself some, uh, some Bumbo XO uh, I pour uh, some bourbon more? barrel. I know we're almost at uh, the
0: end, but are we going to just keep hanging out and drinking some Bumbo?
1: Yes, we are. We are going to do that. Uh, and next up from John Hubbard, recently I heard a Techo remix of Smash Mouse All-Star. Can Plum Alex shed some light on the... <laughs>
0: eschatological?
1: Yes. Uh meaning of such a creation. Is this God's kingdom manifesting on earth or is the sound of the lamb of God opening one of the seven seals? Please what... make it make sense.
0: What the hell are the seven seals?
1: He would know all of this. Let's just save this one for next week. Relating to um...
0: death, judgment and the final destiny of the soul and humankind. Jeez, John. We
1: can't read or write, John. We can't read or write. Uh, next up from Thomas Ambiasi, Uh There seem to be plenty of coach speak happening at the Big Ten Media Days. Yep. How much can we actually take stock in? Uh, it's, that's the whole point. I of think, the media I think Phil Tucker
0: laughing about last year's secondary is truly the thing you can take most stock in, which to Kevin's point is the laugh of a man who cannot be fired and, 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 and took a giant bag home in spite of having a terrible, terrible pass defense. That was and, the most honest moment.
1: And next up from Thomas. How long until the rights to the keep chopping phrase and the trophy made of a hand axe and a cord of firewood are played for annually between MSU and Rutgers? That's right. This is Thomas. Very impressive. Little known uh, because no one really cares. But chopping is very important in, uh, in Rutgers lore. Yeah. The, uh, uh, <laughs> the Rutgers fans that we met were, were quite, quite salty about this. <laughs> you know, the most
0: impressive thing about Rutgers fans to me is that we met some who are subscribers to Rivals and 24-7 boards. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just can't imagine being a Rutgers fan and paying for information on your three-star recruits.
1: And also being so well-adjusted otherwise. They were yes. such nice men.
0: I like I'm so lovely, but I do spend money on VIP access to Rutgers my, recruiting updates.
1: Clearly, you you can't trust my judgment.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> do not take a restaurant recommendation from me
1: or from me. Next up from Memopoly, <laughs> uh negative negative fifteen, and these are all negative fifteen. I don't know what it means anymore. Now moving on to women's rights. On Friday, MSU asked the Supreme Court to hear a case that could impact how Title IX is applied to college athletic programs, percentages, numerical gaps, size of the viable team. Wouldn't have been cheaper just to fix the damn pool. We will get to this. I believe it is a fantastic question uh, and one that we will answer in a way befitting the subject. Right? We'll get there. Um, It does seem like if you're going to go to the Supreme Court, It might, it might've been easier just to, uh, just to have the pool. I don't know. I don't know. Um, next up from the
0: men's team, you you, just decide it's the women's swim and dive team only that's suing.
1: This is, this is all about the title IX rules and the representation of women, um, on the teams. We've talked about this. It's about like, Overcounting of certain athletes in certain sports. It's about having the, the crew team be like 70 people. right? And we we will do,
0: we will do more diving on that, but my (laughs) no pun intended, but the, the broader point being is that uh, you then are fixing, just fixing the damn pool, but you've, you've cut and just said bye-bye to a bunch of people. And if your title nine math, was always premised on what the swim and dive women's swim and dive team is now alleging is fully faulty math, right? Like if, if you had equal men's team and equal women's team and swim and dive mm-hmm. and you cut them both, but the women's team says, no, you have title nine problems. Well then bringing them back doesn't change your title nine problems. Right. And so no, it's not the pool. It's not it, like, that is just, that is a reductive view of the issue here. And that MSU, and I'm not saying that MSU is right, but this is a much larger fight than fixing the pool.
3: So, yeah,
0: because you you wouldn't be able to cut another sport; someone else would bring the same issue. You're laughing right. at me, but you would not be able to. This this I'm is not an laughing argument. at you.
1: i we were ready to move on from this, and yeah, no,
0: I'm just I like I'm. I just can't with the like, oh, MSU's just like, I'm going to keep paying the giant law firm to go to the Supreme Court when at issue is here, hey, there was an allegation made that we have a really deeply messed up Title IX situation, and they might, but like that's the issue, and whether the swim team comes back doesn't change that, and by the by, if their old system justified the men's team existing, Mm -hmm. and then you say, oh, we'll just fix the damn pool, but we're going to get rid of the men's team. Then the men's team is going to say you have a Title IX problem. So anyway,
1: all right, that's all. Uh, we'll cover this. Uh, obviously, we're serious about it. Uh, it's, next it's up just from not simple. enjoying the dog days of summer? Question mark. The Greeks and Romans believed that the star Sirius rising alongside the sun is what made these days the hottest of the year, and at a time that could bring a fever or even catastrophe. Is your fever for football settling in, or are you prepared for a catastrophe? Oh my God! I think this is the record for the biggest stretch from the setup to the question. I don't think my it's my ever belief, been a bigger stretch than this.
0: Mopley, it, it strikes me as someone who uh, was like learned. Oh, you should start a speech with a quote, right? <laughs> and and truly, you should not. And that feels like what we got here. Uh, also, uh, I want to know in, what your Google train was. How did you come to this intro? Stand?
1: Yeah. How did you come up with this? I am at the uh, the part in Succession where Shiv writes her, like, manifesto for what she thinks the company can be. And I love that the characters are making fun of her for opening it up with, like, several quotes. And I was like, yeah. Like, like it was like a middle school paper. <laughs> can
0: I, quick aside uh unrelated yeah. to our podcast people are just going to hear us have a conversation right now uh say has uh i have his plex server and
3: mm-hmm. i've been
0: watching only murders in the building have Lovely. you seen this everyone yeah. should
1: be yes yeah
0: so i don't know if he just hasn't uploaded but i'm at season two episode six and like yeah. mabel just That's killed somebody one, i think oh so yeah. so it's very frustrating to go from streaming like the entirety of a program and then not realizing that you've caught up with like a weekly publishing cadence. Oh, and now
1: you've got to wait with yeah, the rest of really us. Yeah, it's really frustrating.
0: <laughs> it was it was a whole like fuck. <laughs> it was it was very Yeah, if if anyone's not watching the show, it is um I put it lower than Ted Lasso, but it's in the same ballpark of it's warm and comforting and fun and and a really pretty show and great. So and about
1: murders in the building.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great. All right, uh, uh, last up from Mama Maple Leaf. Rocket Mortgage is sponsor of the golf tournament in Detroit this weekend and the color red is everywhere. Wrapped around the viewing stands, on the caddies bibs, all the volunteer shirts. Will you see red when the Breslin <gasps> Center, Sentry, so, I'm sorry, Sentry, Santra, I you can't you can't change the spelling of a place that already exists. Anyway, uh begins to incorporate that same hue. Doesn't it already, Greg? Doesn't it on the uh the digital advertisements?
1: Yeah, it's there. Uh this last season had all the rocket mortgage stuff, right? Yeah, so I think it did. We've already kind seen of it
0: before that.
1: Yeah. We've already seen it. It's not that out of control. That that whole uh what's it called? Uh what's the word for it? That whole song and dance. I I guess um that news cycle came and went. And oh, yeah. It was overblown. Uh, next up, from Always Thinking 1835, what's your preferred method of building a fire? I like how the, the contrast between this question and uh, and uh, swiftly downfield <laughs> is stark. Uh,
0: I, uh, yeah, swiftly downfield. Also, be more people would be like swiftly downfield. Give us that, that real heat. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with the... Um, the
1: camping tent style is what I would You got to go with the camping tent. No one's building the log cabin, cabin garbage. Like, that's just not happening. That's too yeah. much work. I, I lose. Once the fire is going, I, I just want to pile stuff on top of it. Uh, this is not a well manicured situation. As long as there's fire, there's fire. Uh, there, you next up, we're face. always thinking, uh, how much money would, it, would you actually spend right now if somehow guaranteed a football natty this season? How much, if at all, would that number change if it was for next year or for five years from now?
0: I would need to know what the ROI is for the podcast.
3: <laughs> That's what I need to know.
1: It's a great question. Like, how much of your own personal capital are you willing to pony up for a MSU football, Natty?
0: Yeah. I would be very curious what Kevin Grex number is for could if a natty would propel you into once a week, you had to spend time with me and Alex and that was your living. Would you change your living with that?
1: So we win the natty and the podcast blows up to such a point that I can make this my full time gig. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to do that.
3: Um...
0: How much would you spend, though? To get you to the
1: natty. It's very complicated yeah. ROI at that point.
0: Yeah. Uh, and actually, I think the, the better question is, the more interesting question is, it doesn't guarantee you the natty. It guarantees you get to the natty. Ah. Uh, That's a more interesting question. We'll save it for another time.
1: Okay. Next up, I'm always thinking, every time I've directly mentioned Plum in a question, he's not been present for the episode. Same Jones thing. and Grek. Uh, I'd be willing to use this power for your benefit. What do you think would be an appropriate fee for such a service? Maybe a Twitter championship? At Excellent. Risk. Excellent. Yeah. And Excellent the month has been concept. decided.
0: The month has been decided. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, we actually, this would have been a really great episode to have one here. They're all fun with him, but this would have been uh, a historic commitment in basketball. When, you're still right to feel not totally safe. It feels this would have been a
1: the, I missed, I missed he would have him. been teetering on the edge the whole time. Uh, next up from Eman Center, be talking uh, about it since MSU started the NIL recruiting cycle very hot, and since uh, and has since started losing recruits and more lucrative NIL deals. Can our official mantra for 2022 be "Live by the bag, die by the bag"? Sure. Yeah, I cosign. Although we haven't been doing that much dying by the bag and uh, E-Man Center, I apologize. I should have moved this question up. Um, yeah, earlier. I, think, I mean, there's been a couple die by the bags, but it's mostly I, I think it's by Peyton Kirk- the Peyton
0: Kirkland. Peyton Kirkland is the only one because you can't tell me that you go to Texas and like if it it cho- kid uses Bama, feels like there's some smoke behind A and M. But if in honesty, A and M, whatever. But like. I just, I can't begrudge some of these choices. And we're in fights we were never in before. Like, when's the last time we were going head-to-head with those programs? Right. So, I just, I, I'm, oh, a kid chose Bama? Like, (laughs) oh, I'm so angry. Oh, that
1: Mark Turgeon. This die-by-the-bag thing, if we lose four guys to NILs, then we are having this conversation. But presumed one or maybe two, honestly, the net is so far ahead right now for where the program has been recruiting-wise, I'm not concerned about it.
0: If you tell me that our class doesn't reach 18, though, commits, we'll have a different conversation.
1: Well, they'll reach 18 commits. But What if they don't reach a ranking, a national ranking of 18?
0: Yeah, we'll have to see what the class looks like. I I uh, can sp- I can spin that. I can spin that.
1: Next up from listener Mike Jones, any big plans for the final month of the off season or am I the only one trying to do everything possible to pass the time?
0: Uh well, we probably need to start working on positional previews.
1: We do. We do. Listener Mike Jones, uh just in the same way that you are giving us the sweet nectar of of uh Of the fine liquors. We will give you the sweet nectar of uh, positional breakdowns. You're lucky, lucky man. I know that's what you had in mind. Uh, Next up from listener Mike Jones, fear is a booker. The most exciting commitment duo since? Question mark? You got to go back to that 16 class, right? I mean, that's got to be it. For you
3: in 16, who was it that you were most excited about miles. I mean, it was miles.
1: And then who was your parent? Was it Ward? I, I, Ward was the, the lowest rated of those guys. And then had Cassius was no, I think Ward was the lowest rated. And, um, and then he had a, a huge like freshman year, non-conference season. um, and it seemed like maybe he was going to be the best of them for a second, um, but I—I I mean, it was Miles. It, some of that mixtape that he was producing um, in high school was just like, yeah. I mean, we continued to see it all through his career. I right? mean, the dude looks good on a mixtape. Unfortunately, it turned out to be a piece of shit. Awful. Um. Yeah. And then finally, from uh, listener Mike Jones, Cam Christie <laughs> committed to Minnesota this week. Starts out again. S- how sad is Alex if we won't see another Christie in the green and white? Devastated. I truly I devastated. Think,
0: I think Greg and I are more sad about Cam Christie. Because I think ultimately what this means is that uh, whatever the version of can't read, can't write is for Minnesota, Alex Plum is going to find a way to worm his way into a podcast for that fan base just to cover Cam Christie and run him out of that school too.
1: Interesting thing in all of this, I I don't know what the staff thought of Cam Christie, but I know for a fact that there was a time that uh Max Christie was telling people that Cam was coming to MSU. Uh so that was I before the season started, that was before the season started, but uh or Mid-season. Um, so in- interesting thing. I-, I don't know where that relationship soured one way or another, but yeah. it clearly did.
0: But Kevin, I don't think that's the note that we should end this podcast on. I think the Let's note end is this
1: podcast on stick to talk.
0: Stick to talk. Uh, I say, we say cheers to Mrs. Xavier Booker. To the okay. real Megatron.
3: The, that Megatron. Megatron.
0: the one true Megatron. The one true Megatron. That's gonna be a recurring bit on this. Uh and uh with that, sir, uh Izzo
3: Gently washed. Go Green. Washed up. Washed down. Washed wash wash back he and just, forth.
0: He kinda did that thing where, you know, you just you know, he got in the Lollapalooza uh porta potty with the you know, and just kind of did the The wash under the pits and the, indeed, you know what I'm talking about. The
1: camping shower situation. The camping
0: shower. That's the. That's what I wanted to call it. All right, you can edit that to make it sound good. It's.
1: It sounds very coherent, guaranteed. Mike Jones, (laughs) go green. Cheers. Go white.